you episode five the uh the albert Pujols episode the uh the brooks robinson episode the jason kidd former mark anderson episode off or this dome. one i played peewees <laughs> off the dome i'm trying to think who else who else we got uh, uh no one over i don't know this is this is like this falls into like the there category should be better number fives yeah, this falls into the category of like guys can just talk about random ass uh, athletes and oh George Brett, former Flyer Braden Coburn maybe, Nick Lidstrom. Oh, good, good one. That's a good one. That's a good pull. I knew there was a good number five in hockey. Joe DiMaggio. He was putting that thing on uh, Marilyn Monroe, dude. He's Eskimo Brothers. With oh, the- I just realized we wait. What, what was that? Joe DiMaggio. He was uh he was yamming and slamming Marilyn Monroe back in the day. Huh. Yeah, so uh, he's Eskimo Brothers with uh, JFK. That's a hell of a – I didn't know that. That's good. That's a good Eskimo yeah. brother. <laughs> Top think. three Eskimo brother of all time. Uh, Bro, I'm saying celebrities got to be crazy with it. Joe I can't Flacco, got yeah. Joe Flacco, UD legend. True, true Elite Delaware Hall Joe Flacco, yeah. Man, I got Perhaps. You know, I think he's going to start a couple games with the Eagles this year if we didn't want to get in the <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Shit. I mean – Either, you know, as a Washington football fan, if Joe Flacco started football games, it's uh, good news for for us. Yeah, um, yeah. Bro, I'm trying to think who else is a notable number five. It's just going to show me baseball players, really. God damn it. Some, oh, dude, some, Donovan, McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, yeah. Donovan McNabb. Wow. How did I not think of that? Uh, Washington Redskins legend Donovan McNabb. Are you kidding me? I, I, I like the uh, how the light bulb just flashed for both of us at the exact same time there. <laughs> Uh, I have a bobblehead of him, like a little Eagles bobblehead that you see. I guess they gave out and like uh, McDonald's gave him out. Remember McDonald's, they give out like kind of nice things with their meals. Like they would give yeah. away like the Shrek glasses and shit. Yeah, they would get, dude, back in the day, they used to have like the Happy Meals used to be crazy. They used to have like all types of shit. Yeah, like they'd give away like glasses, bobbleheads, like it, weirdly McDonald's. I feel like it, like every couple months back in the day. They'd have a little promotion where they'd give away something kind of special. I don't think they do that. Dude, they'd give out like toys that would you would they would be like twenty dollars if you got the same toy in a store, like high quality shit. Yeah, they were they were turning that shit out. <clears throat> man, McDonald's doesn't do it the way they used to, man. Nah, not at all. Uh so uh, had an interesting weekend, to yeah. say the least. To say the least. <clears throat> so, uh, what, uh, what happened? I know you. I know you went to the uh, the uh, Nationals game. I saw yes. a little bit of the news of a. Uh, what occurred you told me a little bit about it but uh so i, I did you indeed, explain your night i know i did it was an interesting night right so uh me and uh, my buddy will he's gonna be uh, obviously your buddy as well he's gonna be on uh one of these episodes coming up here soon but so yeah we decided to go to the nationals game i got free tickets it was nationals padres uh patrick corbin on the mound against blake snell good game we had perfect seats like 10 rows back on the first baseline right behind the dugout <clears throat> uh right behind the nationals dugout so nationals, you know, fall behind. Uh, and at this point, you know, we are having legal uh, uh, adult beverages and uh, we've had uh, quite a few. So we're feeling ourselves at this point, shouting shit to the players, whatever. We have, I was having a blast. And uh, me, I was thinking I'm always the type of guy where I'm like, hold up, bro. I'm hungry. Like you're going to the ballpark. You got to get some good food And nationals park. It's got probably the best food at any ballpark I've been to, which is only Camden Yards and Citizens Bank Park. So that's beside the point. But my, my th- thought process was, look, look, we're at the game. Let me get a couple of beers in me first, and then I'll go and get some food. So six inning rolls around, and uh, the Nationals are. I think it was at this point. It's at this point it was eight to four. So the, the Nationals were down five one, came back it was five four. Padres, you know, scored three more runs to uh, make it eight to four, and uh, they strike out 
uh, Will Myers strikes out end of the top of the sixth inning. So at this point, uh, my buddy Will goes up and is using the bathroom. So I'm just sitting at my seat by myself. And honestly, it, it was pretty packed. Like our area, our section was packed. Like we had people next to us in front of us and I didn't expect anything different. So we're just kind of sitting there. And, and since we were, you know, having some brews, we were feeling ourselves and we're like shooting the shit with the people around us. So one of the guys in front of us was this uh, probably like 45 year old dude, like Padres fan, but he just came by himself because he was on a business trip. So we were like talking to him all game. And uh, as six inning rolls around, they're running off the field. And all the hair is do, 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 like that, like back to back to back. But having it be, you know, July, having it be just a couple weeks removed from Fourth of July in the nation's capital, I'm thinking, oh man, people yeah, are just setting off some fireworks. And it did sound yeah. Uh, it sounded like one of those fireworks that kind of like, you know, stutters a little bit before it goes. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't like a couple of them, like shoot yeah. off. Yeah. Right. So I'm not thinking every, anything of it. And I said, damn, that's a loud ass firework. Cause it was loud as shit. Like you can hear it on the broadcast. Uh, and the broadcast yeah. it's loud as shit. Uh, and it was even louder in person. And I even said to the guy in front of me, I said, damn, there's some loud ass fireworks. And then we didn't see any fireworks. So I was like, damn, like, I wonder where that, where that's at. Cause we don't see anything. And Usually you'll be able to, you know, see it, whatever. So sitting there and like at, time moves so slow. Like I, I, even though I was like, you know, having some beers or whatever, like I had pure, like I was, I was all alert. I was all there. I was like, what is going on? Whatever. So everyone's kind of like looking around and all of a sudden I see people. So put in respect. So the, the gunshots went off at Nationals Park at 829. Okay. Par- or 929 my parents texted me at 853 because I, I i remember this also per- like uh so perfectly my parents texted me and go um on the broadcast they said that rain was moving in so i'm like oh okay i look at this time after the gunshots happened i've seen people coming up the aisles but they didn't have any urgency so i'm thinking oh maybe it's just about to rain or something they're just taking cover but then since i'm in, on the first base side i look in the left field and i see like a human stampede in, in, in the outfield and I was like, what the hell? Like, and not in the outfield, like in the outfield, like concourse area. So I'm like, you know, what is going on? This is, this is crazy. Uh, I didn't think anything of it at first, but then I seen people dropping and covering and I was like, oh shit. Uh, and at this point I'm like, all right, I'm just, you know, kind of trying to take cover. But then I turn around and I see the concourse behind the first base side. And like, there was a human stampede in the concourse in the outfield. But what I saw was people from the right field, uh, concourse i mean a full-blown human stampede 10 times like more people than the people that were in the outfield and they were just people running over each other running from the right field side all the way around towards the first base side so i obviously at this point i'd realized oh shit it's gunshots not a firework because people are running and nationals park didn't come on the intercom and say anything so i'm here sitting here thinking bro this is a there's a shooter in the building. Somehow a shooter got in. Yeah. I thought it was maybe yeah. like, a, like a rogue police officer or something, maybe like a Christopher Dorner type of thing. Or I didn't know, like I had no idea at the situation. So I was like, Holy shit. And I saw what really spooked me was turning around and seeing the people run. Cause it was literally crazy. And, um, I was like, bro, screw this. At this time, I'm on FaceTime with my parents. And I said, no, nah, I'm not, bro. I'm not going out like this. I don't care. I, I could be a oh, coward. Wow. Whatever, so I'm running. So I ran, uh, towards the diamond club which is right behind home plate uh and when i go in there they're waving people in everyone's taking cover screaming bro like screams people running people were running but it was a different type of run people running for their life and i was like bro this is so freaky so i go into the diamond club and it was packed to the gills like people in there like sardines there's probably like 200 people in there so i'm thinking dude this guy's coming from the right field side down towards first base, which would eventually lead you to the diamond club. And you can get to the diamond club from the concourse. So I'm thinking, bro, okay. if he comes in here, 
he's he's getting like crazy kill death ratio like i'm not staying in here for that so i said nah so i'm like in the diamond club and i was like bro, i'm not staying in here so i go out and they're like take cover take cover so i'm like whoa like i think like that's crazy people telling you wait so like do they just like so like they brought you into the time like the diamond club room well they were just waving people in security okay okay so they're like come here come here and you're like man fuck that that's so in your fault you're just like that's a multi-kill i'm out of here yeah so i i took it upon myself i said nah and at this point i'm not with with will so i'm like trying to call him and i can't get a hold of him i'm like shit so i was like i took cover near the diamond diamond club and i was like nah screw that i'm i'm going back and i started to go back towards our section people are still running screaming and as I'm making my way towards back to my section, um, there's a security guy like by the dugout waving people onto the field. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going on the field. So I go into the, <laughs> I go onto the field and uh, he waves me into the dugout. I go into the dugout <clears throat> and I walk down the stairs and sitting right there is uh, in, in the actual dugout was Jordy Mercer, his wife and his two kids. His kids are all crying. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. So I go down, uh, you walk down the stairs in the, in the dugout and there's like a little area where there's two doors. And I think one of the doors is probably to the batting cage. And then I don't know what the other one would be probably like a trainer's room or something. So mm-hmm. when you get down there, there's another set of stairs that goes up. And when you go up, there's like a hallway at the top of the stairs and there's the clubhouse, the manager's office. So as I'm coming through the hallway uh, and then, and once you walk through the end of the hallway, there's like kind of like a, um, like a parking garage. It's like almost like a garage type of area. It's not like a parking er- garage area, but it's like a garage type of area. So I go through the hallway and, it's Dave Martinez is right there, the Nationals manager. Victor Robles, the starting center fielder. Wander Suero, who's one of the relief pitchers. And Randy Knorr, who I think is the bench coach now. He's been on the staff for like a minute. And I was just like, oh, shit. But at this point, my adrenaline was rushing. And I was not like, I, I didn't, I wasn't like starstruck seeing these guys right there. Because I was like, just trying to be cool. Like at this point, like, yeah, know, seeing them, but I was just trying to like, make sure that I was not in like a danger and i knew that like a like, normal circumstance right. you'd probably be like oh shit yeah, like that's so, but like at this point you're like man i don't give a fuck who you are i'm trying to stay alive yeah. the same way you are i get right. that so i walked Damn. towards the end and um there was a guy that i'd just like happened to walk through the dugout and and through this area like with i had no idea who he was he's probably like my age so uh me and him are like sitting there talking and davy comes out of the hallway and the kid that i was the dude that i was with like just starts walking up to him so i'm like bro screw it i'm walking up to him like what and uh, he was like, I, I, he, he, I guess he said like, what's going on? What's going on? He said that to Davey. And then I was like, uh, yeah, I thought it was fireworks. Like I had no idea what was going on. He was like, yeah, that's what we thought. As soon as I heard it, I told the boys, get in, get in here, get into the clubhouse. And I was like, holy shit, that's so crazy. And if you look back on the broadcast, when the gunshots happened, you can see Ryan Zimmerman stop at the top of the dugout and look back like, what the hell was that? So we're talking and, and he was just like, yeah, look, like be safe stay here. This is a very real situation. I was like, God, this is so crazy. So I'm just back here. And while I'm talking to him, Juan Soto and his family literally are walk five feet from me, like literally are five feet from me. They walk uh, from the side and back into like the clubhouse area. And I was just like, Holy shit, this is uh, surreal. Like it felt like a movie. Uh, And I'm just kind of like not really knowing what to do. Cause back where I was, was all the players, family and friends that were at the game. And I'm just a fan. And just you. And just and then, yeah. yeah. So like as I'm waiting there, um, the Patrick Corbin's there and he's on the phone. Kyle Finnegan, one of the uh, bullpen uh, guys is, is there like players like I'm just like starstruck because I'm like, well, one, this is like such a crazy situation because there's a literally a shooting that was right outside. It was literally like it ended. Yeah, obviously, like if people didn't already know, it ended up being a shooting drive by shooting right outside the stadium on the third base side. Wow. Um, so 
and, and, and when I say it was right outside the stadium, it was right outside the stadium. Like it wasn't like it was a couple blocks down. It was literally, you could, if you left outside of the nearest gate, it would have been right there. And I, it was just so crazy. And I was just kind of like, bro, I didn't know what to do. Finally, I got a hold of Will. Um, but like, it was like just crazy. It was craziness. Everyone was like, uh, just didn't know what to do. People were running for their lives and shit. Uh, and then finally I, I ended up linking up with Will. They canceled the game or they, you know, postponed the game or whatever. I left. And me and Will, we, our place, we, we, we got a hotel and we were staying in Landover Hills, which is probably like 15, 20 minutes away uh, from DC and, and from the stadium. And at this point, by the time we all get out, it's like, cause the shooting was at 10, nine 30. So it's probably like 10 30. We get out there. We're trying to order an Uber. Every Uber is canceling us. So we're just stuck in the city and just, it, we didn't even get back into our hotel until like, it was probably like 12 31 in the morning. Like it was just absolutely wow. crazy. And shout out to the, uh, to the DC fire, uh, firefighters down there because they were the ones that kind of helped us uh, get back. One of, one of the guys, uh, one of the fire dudes, uh, let us hop in his truck and he drove us across the river over to the Anacostia river uh, on the other side to there to the other firehouse there so that we could Uber there. Cause it wasn't like commotion going over there. So shout out to them, but shit was oh, wow. crazy. Shit was absolutely crazy, right? I'd never seen anything like it. Uh, and, and yo, like my adrenaline was rushing. It was a different type, bro. It's so hard to explain. Like it's a different type of adrenaline. And the thing was, is for 15 minutes, like people like it's out of the news cycle now, but for 15 minutes, 40,000 people in that stadium thought there was an active shooter in the stadium. And it really felt like it was, you heard the gunshots right there. You seen the stampedes of people at this point, it was every man for himself. I was like parkour jumping between rows, trying to just get away. And then finally me and my, me and my close personal friend, Dave Martinez were finally <laughs> able to find some safety, but shit was fucking nuts, man, man, that that's, that really is a fucking wild story. That's absolutely yeah. insane. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here thinking and, weird shit happens when you go to baseball games man yeah i know like when we uh when me and you went to the uh phillies game what was it like a month or two ago when uh they played the nationals at citizens bank park that was the game the fucking net fell on us and like they the game got delayed for 30 minutes while we just sat there with the fucking the safety netting just draped across us on like yeah. a 90 degree day like the hottest day pretty much of the summer at that point yeah, I mean, so it was you have a, that shit happen, and then the next baseball game you go to, a fucking active shooter. It was <laughs> nuts, dude. It was that's, absolutely that's crazy. fucking that's crazy. Yeah, that I guess really is luck. that really is actually nuts. And like, I don't even know how I'd react in that. And the fact that you and Will weren't together at that point. Yeah, I was. Like, by I myself. know, like I know that, like if I was there with either my girlfriend or like you or anybody, if I was there at the game with anybody and that shit goes down. I'm not with that person. I already know that that's like an extra added, yeah. like anxiety added onto that. Cause the, I know in your head the entire time, I'm sure at one point you thought to yourself, Will's dead. They got, well, Will. The, th they it, but the thing Will. was, is he went to the bathroom, which is right behind, obviously he yeah. walked up the first base concourse. And when the second stampede that prompted me to run was, I was thinking, bro, he's definitely caught up in this. Cause there was no other way. Like he's definitely caught up in this because it was literally like, uh, it was crazy. Like it was a full blown stampede. That's the only way mm -hmm. I can describe it. Uh, shit was nuts. Like, and, and that's another thing was right after the shots happened, I FaceTime my mom and dad. And I was like talking to them and I was like, yo, like, I think we like, think there's a shooting or something. And then that's when I turned around and seen the uh, second stampede and I started running. I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. 
and everyone like around me is screaming, yelling, crying. Like it's crazy. And then uh, I thought I hung up on my parents because I told him, I was like, yo, I got to go. I got to go. And I thought I hung up on him, didn't I? Hit the power button. So I'm still on FaceTime and they can hear me and all the commotion and I'm running through. Oh my God, that's terrifying. It's just a black screen. And my mom was like freaking out because like you can hear everything on my phone, but you can't see me. And I'm all you hear me is running. Yeah. Oh my God. Holy shit. It was nuts, dude. It was so crazy. Jesus. I couldn't imagine being your parents watching that. That's fucking terrifying. I I know. It was so wild. And like, even like for the next, the whole like next 24 hours, it's like, all I could like look up on my phone was shit about it. Cause like, it's just crazy. Like being in that moment, like it really, like you don't know any better. So it's like, you're just assuming, especially in this country, you'd think anything, you know I mean? Like the shit happens pre COVID that shit was happening like every freaking week. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. sitting there, you know, like, and it's just crazy. And like, I mean, Nat stadium is literally like two blocks down from the trenches in DC. So like it ended up being a drive-by shooting, but, uh, I mean, just shit was crazy, man. I'm, I'm thinking like somebody was in there with like a freaking AR or something and they're getting ready to, to like open season. It was just fucking crazy, man. I never seen anything, anything like that. I never had that type of adrenaline rush. Uh, it was so bad. Like when it finally started wearing off, I thought I was going to like, yeah, dude. Cause I was like, holy shit. Like, this is so like crazy. You don't ever expect that to happen, especially like in a stadium or nothing. Like, yeah, it was so crazy, dude, man. I don't. Like, I don't even know what I would feel during that, like, that situation. I don't, I don't know. That's one of my biggest, like, fears is being caught up in a situation like that. Because that shit's terrifying, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't, like, know what to do. And I was, like, trying to get a hold of Will. I couldn't get a hold of him. Um, But he was, like, on the phone with his pop. That's why I, uh, I couldn't get a hold of him. Finally, we'd uh, met up outside the stadium and then took us another, like, two hours to even get back. But, bro, shit was absolutely crazy. Um Hopefully next next game I go to there's not some wacky shit going on at least like that. Cause... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that'd be crazy. God, that'd be you have the worst luck of a fan like probably ever. That'd be I know. Be nuts. <laughs> uh, but uh, in other news, uh, big game last night. Uh, Bucks Bucks win <laughs> Bucks win the finals. What a, what a, what a transition. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, the big game. The Bucks won the big one. They won the big game. Giannis uh, MVP. Um, bro, I honestly, when the even when the Suns went up two nothing, I had there was not a doubt in my mind that the the Bucks would come back and win. They were down like two nothing every series. I, there was not a, I did not have a doubt that the Bucks uh, wouldn't come back and win. I, I was very confident, especially like <clears throat> Giannis. Now I feel like more than ever, like this playoff run, he just decided like I'm just gonna bully everyone. Like no one can stop me, so I'm just gonna take it right to the yeah. Room. No, yeah, Giannis, Giannis, he's like this entire playoffs like you said just pretty much decided i'm gonna fuck it i'm just gonna fuck everybody up Giannis pretty much realized like hey i'm bigger and stronger than pretty much anybody i'm gonna play also i've won two mvps <laughs> i'm the best player in any of these series undoubtedly and it's like when Giannis played like that when he played like he was the best player in the series that's really when like the bucks i really think like i think it's when the series changed yeah, like those two uh, game one and two, Giannis was kind of like he wasn't really a deciding factor in those games. As soon as Giannis decided to take the series over, the Suns just weren't really able to get it back from him. Yeah, no, nah, I I agree. And the Suns, it sucks because like they are a likable team. Like I would love to see them win the finals, but yeah. like, I also like 
do like Giannis. Like Giannis is a like like there's there's no way you can dislike. You really can't dislike. It's yeah. <clears throat> so like it, it was cool to see. It would have been cool to see either of them win. Uh, but I just felt like they had the juice this year. You go and beat the Nets after everyone crowned them the champs and, and stuff. Uh, I just had that feeling that that the the Bucks would be all right. But I think there's a conversation to be had. Uh, I mean, this series especially, home court advantage was like huge, like for both yeah. the Suns, especially in games one and two, especially game one. Game one, the Bucks were like the the fans in Phoenix were like really, really. Uh, you could tell like had it had a lot to do with the momentum like on the court. And I think there's a conversation to be had about the Lakers championship last year. And trust me, I'm a LeBron guy and it was definitely hard, but the people that came out and said after that finals, that it was that finals last year was the hardest one to win because of the whole situation, the whole yeah, bubble. That's, that's nuts. bullshit. That's bullshit. Dude, you're staying in a hotel. Obviously I'm not saying it's easy, but like Man, there's a whole different they were playing fucking cornhole in the hotels with each other before, yeah. between games. It was an AAU tournament. Exactly That's what it was. It was a tournament. It wasn't a championship. It was everyone was like, you know, all camaraderie, blah, 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 you know, holding hands, kumbaya, my lord, and fucking they just had a little like played a little basketball in between. They were staying at Disney for God's I sake. <laughs> like, yeah, they had themselves a good time. Did you see like man, I remember Matisse Thibel was like releasing those uh vlogs about like life in the bubble. They hooked these guys up with literally anything <laughs> they needed. Yeah. It looked like just like the biggest boys getaway of all time. It looked so fun. And they hired like uh like I remember seeing something on like a Snapchat story, like the ones that like Snapchat will like put up in there. And like in the bubble, they hired like these good ass chefs to like yeah. cook for all of them. Like after I I know like the first week or whatever that they were all quarantining. There was like the pictures coming out of like it was like one chicken breast and like two pieces of broccoli that they were getting. But like after that, they like hired all these like you know, high-end chefs and shit to be in the bubble and stuff. And like, trust me, I'm not saying that it was easy to win a championship in the bubble, but to suggest that it was harder than Man, than yeah, winning it no. now is like just that's just bullshit. That's just so crazy. No, I honestly, I would argue that I would argue that this season was probably the hardest uh, NBA championship to win because you had a little bit of aspects of both. Like yeah. in the beginning, you know, and you, you had, had the turnaround. Do, you had the exactly. Like, you pretty much went through, like, going from no fans, like, quarantining all that bullshit into, holy shit, Pack stadium, you have to play against away crowds, you have to go against, like, you have to go into Phoenix and win a game there. Like, I would argue this is probably one, like, for an NBA team, like, just for, you know, just kind of, like, the mental aspect of everything, all of, like, the obstacles you have to go through mentally through a team, like, I don't know for sure, but like I'm sure during the season they had COVID issues. I know for like the Sixers this year, they had that one game where they played with like seven players. I'm sure the Bucs had times where players were out due to COVID and nonsense like that. And then for like that was this year. That was this NBA season. Yeah. And then and like now, like going to right now where it's pretty much like get vaccinated and like you're good, blah, blah, blah. And win a championship in just such a weird turnaround, a span of an NBA season. I think it's nuts, and I think it's like like it's. I think it will go down as one of the harder NBA championships to win, and the fact that like Giannis and the Bucks were able to get it done, I think it really shows and adds to his legacy. That like, I don't know, Giannis. Is, we're watching one of the goats right now. I think. I think, I think Giannis is starting too. to get into the conversation. Yeah, I agree. Because like, dude, he's got back-to-back MVPs before he even went to the finals, won the finals, won finals MVP, defensive player of the year, 
Like <clears throat> he he's got all the accolades, you know, all star, all that shit. He's got everything. So it's like it'll be interesting to see where he goes from now. Because it, I mean, after like what he was saying and stuff last night, like he he already did it. Like you know what I mean? He did the yeah. one thing that no superstar has been able to do recently, which is win a win a championship in a small market. I mean, I, I mean Cleveland in 2016. Uh, but I wouldn't even consider Cleveland a small market like that. Cleveland's not Milwaukee. Cleveland's a no. a, a relatively Cleveland's market. fairly yeah it's like, like a middle America a like fair fan base yeah 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 it's just like one of them little blue collar like Midwestern. That's the only reason why why I thought of the Cavs, but also like they had uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie, and that was in 2016. That's you know they were different players back then. Kevin Love was actually like serviceable and shit. Uh, <laughs> but nah, it would be yeah. interesting to see because maybe what happens in in five ten years, you know with Giannis so does he does he stay because he's he did it you know what I mean I think he stays but I mean that's a question for another time they literally just won the finals last night uh but speaking of that uh next uh sport I guess it's tonight right the, the expansion draft for the NHL is tonight yeah yeah tonight I mean uh it's like eight o'clock it's actually gonna be on ESPN too it's like the first ESPN uh oh, yeah NHL thing so it gives you a reason to tune in like I'm gonna watch like for the sole aspect because spoiler alert pretty much the entire team's already got leaked unless unless everyone's in on this one like crazy <laughs> ass thing where they're like <laughs> all just announcing the wrong picks because let me be honest the team they've picked is very questionable so like if the NHL was somehow able to be like just kind of feed all the reporters false information and then like the thing they show on TV is just wildly different than the leech yeah. players right I think now. I think it, but it is crazy. The fact that you're having your like first big expansion draft for this new team and it's going to be on ESPN and somehow it gets out. Like, how do you let that happen? How do you let it get out? You know, but the thing is it happened with Vegas too. Like oh, Vegas, good. pretty much all the picks got leaked right beforehand. And they were and all like, right. Yeah. I don't like, I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any like really ones that like surprise people. And I don't think so. Like, they were pretty spot on. So, the only thing that there's, like, some kind of intriguing parts is that even though the picks have been, uh, like, leaked for the team, like, the team, the players they picked, uh, we still don't know if there's any side deals. So, like, we don't know if maybe they've made a trade with so-and-so and and took that player so that's like, that team would give Seattle somebody. So, there's still, like, the surprise aspect of like okay i'm sure they made like a couple trades but like the big ones that were gonna be there like the biggest rumor coming out of like the expansion draft was the flyers and seattle they were going to take or seattle was going to take uh vladimir tarasenko who like from the blues and then um they were going to dish him to philly for voracek and a player and then it would be like one for one. You, we would get Tarasenko. They would give Vorchak and a player, and then uh, or a pick. I think it was gonna be like a second or third rounder. And then they would just take some like lower guy, like one of our lower defensemen or somebody. And they didn't end up taking Tarasenko, so that deal's off the table. But like, yeah, man, the expansion draft is a. Uh... Wait, they didn't. No, they didn't. Yeah, they took. Because I, I saw that. I saw that. Like, there's a. There's like a clause where like teams like if, if someone's not about to be a free agent like that you can take them but you get first uh, you get first dibs on like so uh, make a contract because I saw that the Capitals so with the Capitals I know that 
they didn't protect o- Ovechkin, but like he's going to be a free agent. And then another yeah, thing, so there's was, no worries. Yeah, but for like the past year, like at least on on like Twitter and stuff, seeing Capitals fans and shit, they just kind of assumed that TJ Oshie was going to be a, a, like one of the like the first uh, Kraken mm-hmm. captain, and then we <clears throat> we protected him. So I was like, you don't have to worry about that. American yeah. hero, uh, TJ Oshie. But I saw that uh, that Montreal didn't protect Carey Price, and I saw Tarasenko too. And those are the two big names. And how they didn't pick either of them is insane. So the Tarasenko one makes a little bit more sense because, like, for background information on Tarasenko, he's kind of been injured for the last two years. I think he's only played like twenty something games in the past two seasons. So like, he's had injury issues, and uh, Seattle or not Seattle, St. Louis is going to trade him no matter what. So like for me as a Flyers fan, knowing that we're interested in Tarasenko, I'm like, eh, if we really want to get it done, we can still get it done. Like right. St. Louis is going to trade him this off season. And if he has like a 10 team list, we're on the list. We want him. So if we want to make it happen, we can still make it happen. But, um, but so St. Louis like knew that, eh, they might take him. They might not take him. They actually have this defenseman, Vince Dunn, who's like 24 and is really solid. And it was always a speculation that if they don't do Tarasenko, they would end up doing Dunn because if they did Tarasenko, it was pretty much like confirmed that they were going to flip Tarasenko to another right, team. Right. <clears throat> so maybe. So they, so they pretty much delicious. just decided, they kind of just decided like we'd rather have the defenseman than have Tarasenko. And if, we want him in the future or if some other team wants him in the future to St. Louis has to trade him. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe like St. Louis was just kind of like, I mean, cause it, I, at the end of the day, it's Seattle's, you know, decision cause he's unprotected or whatever. But I think if the dude's injured and you had the opportunity to get a young like defenseman, I, I think it, that makes a little more sense, but yeah, Gary, so the like, Carey Price one was a head scratcher. Cause like, to me, he's like, Carey Price one is like, weird. Yeah. Like he was always been one of the best goalies and like, they literally just, Montreal literally just had a cup run. I don't. I mean, it's not going to say it's all Carey Price is uh, doing the reason they went to the cup, but like he was definitely no. Part but of it was a big part of it. Like if they had to win that cup, he was going to be their MVP. Yeah, why? He, that makes no sense. And plus, he's like a famous, one of the more famous, popular players in the league, especially a goalie. It's like, why do you not take him if you're Seattle? So the only reason is that it sounds like he's hurt and he might not play a lot next year. Mm. And he is a little bit older, so I guess that's their theory is like, eh, whatever. But, yeah, I I mean, we saw Vegas take an old goalie who everyone thought was washed and Marc-Andre Fleury, <laughs> and he ended up, like, playing for three, four more years for Vegas, like, at a high level. He just won the Vesna this year. Carey Price isn't washed up or anything, but he <laughs> is older. You're already getting a good goalie who can easily play for another four or five years. Why not? Yeah, like Seattle, Seattle, unless if the picks that they currently have made are really the picks and it's not just one big, you know, one big conspiracy against all the beat reporters that they just all fed them false information. Seattle's going to suck like they are going to to not be good. They're already they're already mailing it in for year one so they can get a top pick. Yeah, I I mean, pretty much they're just going to get like the trades are going to be big. I think the trades are gonna be really interesting to see what um Seattle does because they can always tr- like for the Flyers. We really wanted them to take a uh, Jake Voracek or James Van Riemsdyk because they both make a lot of money and we can use that cap space this off season to go get 
another center, a winger, a defense, somebody. We just need some cap space. We're a little tight right now. And the speculation was that Seattle probably was going to take Voracek or they were going to trade for Voracek. They didn't do that. They took this dude, Carson Torinsky, who was like like our 17th forward. Like he wasn't really a, a top player in our like in our lineup. He wasn't playing that often. He was a fourth liner who played about half of the games. So they kind of just took like this nobody instead of taking Voracek. And they really don't have that much like they don't have any real stars on Seattle. So maybe if they're interested, they make a trade for them tonight. I don't know. Like that's the only thing that's really going to make this expansion draft that interesting is the fact that it's on ESPN. And right. We're getting the first ESPN broadcast. Like that's fun. I mean, we watched NBCSN broadcast for years and sorry, but they were terrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that they're on ESPN now. And hopefully there's going to be a couple of trades. Cause if it's all just the leak picks, that's, kind of man it kind of sucks you know there's like yeah. no surprise aspect to it especially like if yeah exactly one there's no surprise aspect and then two it's like oh like this team's just gonna stink so like yeah you know, like they're not even gonna be good it's not even good picks yeah that has to like if you i mean because i imagine there's fans that are, i mean obviously there's gonna be fans that are seattle fans next year but like if you're like expecting them to have like a vegas type of uh you know, first year or whatever. And that's just like shot on the, you know, by the night of the expansion draft, that's got to stink. I mean, that's got to stink. Here's the thing though. Everyone yet again, going back to Vegas. And I make this point all the time. Vegas was also kind of supposed to suck. So like, who knows? Maybe Seattle, like Vegas kind of did a money ball thing. Like they essentially are, did the money ball equivalent of the nhl like (laughs) it's the only comparison you make so like who knows maybe seattle's doing the same thing they're like let's pick all these like bum ass players and that we actually think are good and let's be good but yeah i i don't know man seattle it's uh it's gonna be interesting watching what the hell they're doing over there because yeah right now if these leaked picks are that it's very confusing yeah, I think expansion is, like, one of the things in any sport where, like, it always gets interesting just because, like, you never know what route the team's going to take. Like, and also, like, it, it gets dicey, like, with Seattle, it's like, oh, they're just a new startup team. It's not like it's a team relocating. Like, I know uh, the Oakland A's, uh, they were, like, on the verge. They've been on the verge of relocating for, like, years now, but they just got their new – their stadium. They did, like, a mock-up for their stadium proposal, and it's, like, insane. Like, it looks crazy. Like, it looks like – uh. Like it's the MLB equivalent of the Raiders new stadium where it's just like, or like the Raiders or the Rams stadium where it just looks so high tech and like futuristic and shit. And they just got approved for it. So it's like, well, they're not going to go, but then it's like the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays are always in talks too. And like the Marlins too. Like, it's just crazy uh, when you're starting like, cause that those teams are just relocation, you know, relocation is one thing, but like expansion that gets crazy. And I don't know. I feel like I was surprised to see some of the names that some of the teams uh, and the NHL, like, didn't decide to protect, but then, like, turns out they didn't really even get picked in the first place, so it doesn't even doesn't yeah. really matter, you know what I mean? No, it's, like, it is weird looking at all, like, the unprotected names, and, like, when you looked at all the names that they had, if they picked even, like, a half of them, you'd be like, damn, Seattle might be pretty good next year. But, like, man, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the expansion draft's weird. It really yeah. is. 
But uh, on in other news, big news, actually, probably the biggest news. Uh, John Cena is back. Oh, John yeah. Cena has returned to the WWE. Uh, bro, shit was crazy. I was watching it live <clears throat> and all night. I was sitting there like, man, like somebody, there's got to be something like there's, there's no way it's the first couple of days with fans back or first, you know, they had that SmackDown. Yeah. On Friday and they had the like no one. real big, and like no one really returns or debuts or something. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, damn, I'm surprised they haven't done anything to get like their, you know, their big pop. Yeah. And, uh, I was just expecting like a little more like from like SmackDown at least. Um, but I don't know if you saw that Vince, Vince McMahon, like he just came, he came out, like they played his music and everything. <laughs> yeah. And he's he like, where the hell you been? <laughs> yeah, or something like, yeah, I didn't I see like, that. Bro. It was so funny. And it was, that's all it was. He just walked off. I was like, Oh, all right. Cool. Yep. But, uh, that's all nah. he has to do though. Yeah. I mean, really that's all you have to do. That's just like, yep. It's Vinny Mac. To... You get the pop. Yeah. Yeah. See um, you later. Big, big, uh, big stuff though. Like this whole weekend or like Friday and then money Friday being SmackDown fans back. Um, and then Sunday being money in the bank, uh, and then Monday being raw and stuff. Um, so you get John Cena back and then on raw Goldberg came back. Uh, like, nah, dude, what's, what's what is this? I'm, tired, I'm getting tired of Goldberg, man. I really am. That's just crazy. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm getting tired of Goldberg being in the title picture. Yeah, okay, I can get that. I can get that. I, like, if he was just coming back and just, like, you know, fucking up some random-ass dudes just for whatever reason. Like Dolph Ziggler when he came back. At yeah, Summer. exactly. Like, if you just want to face Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler just wants to, like, you know, job for you for a little bit, go for it. But don't, don't be in the title picture, man. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, there was something else that happened. I don't know why I can't remember it right now. Uh, well, I mean, we have a... Biggie winning uh, money. In the well, bank. no, I'm talking about returns. It was uh, Cena oh, and then uh, Goldberg. Finn, uh, was it Finn Balor? Finn Balor, that's who it was. Finn yeah, Balor was came Finn back. Finn Balor, he came back. Yeah, uh, which I like that. I just I hate, bro. Like, they come, they bring him back, and he's presumably going to feud with Sami Zayn, which I cool, I guess. I just hate Sami Zayn. I, well, I like Sami Zayn, I should say, but I hate well, him say, being. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I, I love Sami Zayn, but I hate him being just like the heel upper mid card jobber like it's just so annoying i don't think he ever wins not that it really matters it's awesome but they always try to make him look yeah, like a jabroni like, you know that's his whole gimmick though i, feel I like guess. it's kind of his gimmick is he's a jabroni though yeah it's not like you know like a jabroni who puts up a good fight and you're like god damn it jabroni yeah i was uh all right on friday when when they brought him back i had a feeling that he was gonna come back because they kind of phased him out of uh nxt uh recently but then he comes back i was like all right cool Plus, you could build him up, and that's a fresh guy you can put against Roman, whatever. Uh, and then on Sunday, you, obviously, you said it, Big E wins. Uh, Nikki, almost a superhero. Nikki Cross, almost a superhero, wins uh, Money in the Bank. I love that. I, and it, you know, But it was the dumbest finish ever, and I kind of love it. They get the ladders, three ladders out. And all the participants climb up, but then and they're all just doing the, the same old like padding like, the yeah, like you know, pushing the, like the money in the bank yeah head, yeah. Or, but no, well with the and then with the briefcase they were like doing the thing where they cut, pretend like they're grabbing it and they're just kind of they just like, can't pushing grip it. it they yeah. just can't you know keep on slipping and yeah it's like going just, back and forth yeah she just runs up the ladder takes it right off of the hook and just like holds it right up it's like yeah yeah I won it's like all right, I also I love the reaction uh, that like all the women had up there when they just saw that she won they all just had a Oh, God damn it. Look on their face. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like, 
they weren't even anger. Like, I feel like in kayfabe, they should have just looked at her and just all started, like, kicked her off the ladder yeah. or some shit. They all should just beat her up and, like, because right. it's a frustrating way to win. So, like, I haven't really been watching, like, we, I, well, I shouldn't say really, I, I haven't been watching uh like the weekly every every episode of raw every episode of smackdown like that during quarantine i was watching like every episode of raw uh and smackdown and stuff but with yeah back in the good old days with raw underground yeah oh yes 100 percent. but with uh this obviously i had to watch raw last night but apparently on raw nikki uh almost superhero has been uh in this rhea ripley and and um uh, charlotte flair storyline so of course WWE uses the same exact, not 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 the same exact, but like basically the same exact booking of Bailey winning it. I think it was two years ago or a year ago when she wins it, uh, and then Charlotte Charlotte wins whoever has the title already. Charlotte wins it off of them, and then whoever has the money in the bank just cashes it in on Charlotte. So you can get yeah, it like transitional champion, yeah, but like transitional, but like not like it's like oh like they like the Miz when the Miz uh one money when when he cashed in his money in the bank last year mm-hmm. uh you know where it was like uh they had the whole storyline he cashes it in bobby lashley beats the shit out of drew mcintyre miz cashes in he's a champ but then he loses to bobby lashley like the next month every time with the women's money in the bank it's like the next night or the very night oh yeah uh, they yeah i, they I read something let them ever hold the thing it seems like yeah i read i read something the other day where uh nikki cross was the second she held the women's money in the bank for the second longest time ever. And it was literally one night. Like she won it on Sunday night and cashed it in on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I crazy. mean, who had the, I th- didn't Alexa Bliss have like a long, uh, a long run with did, it? Yeah. And Carmella did too. Carmella held it for a little bit too. That yeah. was when she was with uh, James Ellsworth, I think. Yeah, you're right. And then Oscar, because Oscar won it last year. And then the next night on Raw, they went out and Becky Lynch was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And then, yeah. So it was two yeah, years ago. a wholesome moment, yeah. Yeah, damn. Man, that was a wholesome-ass moment. Oh, but the big the big story. Uh, the big <laughs> the, the big dog, the tribal chief, the head of the table. Oh, my God. We Roman do Reigns. have to – If we're going to talk about the table, though, if, if he's the head of the table, I feel like we have to talk about the lower part of the table. What the fuck about the Usos getting the tag belts just uh, weeks after one of them getting a DUI for, like, the second time? Yeah, this Jimmy, year. Jimmy Uso, like he's he probably like he's like for some reason they're just not gonna let him go. Plus, it's like, how are you just gonna take him out of the biggest storyline on on their whole entire TV right now? But the whole thing with that I was thinking, I was like, yo, it's like his third DUI in the last year. Like, when That's when, what does, I mean. when does it get to a point where he has to serve jail time? <laughs> like I you know, I'm also thinking the same thing. I'm like, why is he not getting in trouble? Little crack of lighting if you guys can hear that, but uh <laughs> what how does he keep just showing up on my tv after these duis like i feel like at least with jeff hardy when he would get a dui they would kind of like all right go yeah he would like go away for a a couple weeks like yeah they would like make him go away for a couple weeks like i feel like with roman reigns they're just like his storyline just such a pinnacle part of the show that they really can't do that bro they should bring it in so but they should like talk about it and have him be like Nah, Roman's pulling strings because he's the because he's the head. Of no, the if they're you know go, I mean? yeah, because like, at this point everyone knows like... about it, and they kind of like they kind of hinted at it towards uh in Money in the Bank when he was like and you and looking at Jimmy Uso and, and... They zoomed in on him and the crowd yeah. started la- they were laughing at him. But I, I mean like, that should have been 
I almost am kind of like annoyed they play that off as like a funny thing though. I know. Like, yeah. uh, you rascal. Like, no, it's not really a you rascal situation, man. Like, if some jobber had three DUIs, he'd be gone by his second one. Exactly. He wouldn't be rewarded with Probably a tag not title, even. But like a tag yeah. run. But I'm, I was like watching it and the Roman stuff is like the, the best wrestling shit ever. No, it's not that good, but it is like it's since pretty, I've gotten back it's into it, it's, it's fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, he's just like cool, and and people actually like boo him like he's a heel, not like they're just like insufferable with him anymore. Paul Heyman's great. Uh, I was kind of expecting something. I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was gonna be like Brock Lesnar. Um, I didn't know. I had no idea. Oh. I didn't know what to expect. Kane Velasquez, maybe like you know what I mean. Like who Man. can come back? Or I, I was thinking maybe Goldberg or something, and then. John Cena's music hits. So I was like, what the? I didn't like, I kind of like in the back of my mind, I was like, oh yeah, John Cena could come back tonight, but I didn't actually think he would. And then he did. Like, God damn it. Joe, I don't want to like, I know, I know Cena's back. We need to appreciate him while he's here because it sounds like, sounds like he's like signing like a, like oh, a contract. No. Like he's going to be wrestling like a decent amount yeah. during this year. Like, they, they posted, uh, WWE actually posted something today on Instagram. Uh, and they're calling it the summer of Cena and they posted all the dates where he's going to be at. So he's going to be on, uh, he's going to, he was on raw this week. He's gonna be on SmackDown, uh, this Friday. Okay. So he's just doing all shows on bro. He's going to be on raw and SmackDown every week leading up to SummerSlam. Basically the only one, the only time he's not going to be on it, he's not going to be on the raw, uh, at the beginning of August. But, like, he's going to be on TV every single... Like, he's going to be on Raw and SmackDown. You know what? This is also probably smart on, like, Cena's part. This is definitely, like, smart on both parts because you're building up SummerSlam. Cena Suicide Squad coming out, which I know they're going to push heavy because it sounds like from anyone who's seen the screeners, it's like, oh, this movie's pretty good. It's, like, the best DC movie is what I keep seeing. And, like... Right. So, they're going to market this movie heavy. So, you know that, like, when they're on his Raws and SmackDowns, they're going to mention Suicide Squad. So, you, like, they're going to try to build it up as much as they can. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for, like, Cena. But, um, I don't know. Like, with these Cena, like, returning and with the Roman Reigns storyline and all this stuff going on, like, there's reports today that, like, CM Punk might be coming back. I know. I saw that. Which makes me immediately start fancy booking, like, does SummerSlam, the SummerSlam, like, end with you know Roman Reigns sitting out there and now here comes CM Punk Paul Heyman's like oh my god oh my god looks <laughs> like he saw a ghost you know he would just like be so like extroverted about it he would just be you know freaking out like you shouldn't be here why are you back <laughs> like crazy shit like that and like while CM Punk comes out you know called of personality hits and we thought that like the John Cena pop was huge I know you imagine a, a full SummerSlam crowd with cult of personality, CM Punk comes back. He does a little it's clobber in time. People would like people would lose their minds. I agree. I just don't know what you do though. Like, because <clears throat> the what WrestleMania is in uh in Dallas and next next year. Mm-hmm. So say he comes back. So what are they right now? They're going to do a month long thing with Cena, uh, or month long program, whatever. And then after that, you have like you don't have Hell in a Cell because I think it. Did it not just happen? Like, didn't Hell in a Cell, like, just happen? Well, I think it was the pay-per-view before Money in the Bank. Yes, I think so, So, yeah. you have that. 
but then you're like survivor series and then it's like what else so you're gonna bring cm punk back for like the main event match at like for me i'm like if you bring in punk back it needs to be punk versus roman wrestlemania and then next year at wrestlemania when it's in la that's when you do rock versus roman i think roman reigns should just hold this title for like three years like oh. why not no i fully agree i think roman reigns should keep the title as well i don't know i just feel like maybe if he doesn't come out for that i feel like if but if they're talking to cm punk right now and they want him to come back it, depending on the contract he signs like if he's gonna be like a dude that works a fairly regular schedule why not mm-hmm. bring him back at SummerSlam? No, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to bring him back for SummerSlam, but it's yeah, like, yeah. what are you going to bring him back for, like, because, like, this John Cena, Roman Reigns thing is probably only going to be a month. Yeah, no, because I, I doubt that's going to go much longer. Yeah, because it's probably just going to end at SummerSlam. They'll, they'll put Roman over, like, they should, and then uh, my whole thing is, like, they, you shouldn't, they shouldn't rush it, because if you have Cena, if you have Cena come back to face Roman at, at SummerSlam, it would be, like, if you're going to do a CM Punk and Roman thing, maybe bring CM Punk in and uh, maybe bring him in and put him in the storyline somehow, but like, don't rush the title match between the two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe put him in that, like who is someone that he was rubbing shoulders with all the time when he was in, like when he was in W. Cause like for me, like obviously there was straight edge society and stuff, but it's like, I know like Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee and Big E were like a, a, a crew, but like, who was he running with? Cause like, maybe you could insert him like with the Uso somehow. And you know what I mean? Or like do some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but like there's a lot of stuff you can do with CM Punk. Like you can throw him in an angle with, I don't know, just anyone he used to wrestle back in like ring of honor. You'd be like, all right, he's going to face Kevin Owens. Like, you know, look, right. CM Punk and Kevin Steen, you freaking marks. Like, look, <laughs> well, you can easily do something like that. And like, I don't know, a lot of options with the CM Punk return, but like, I mean, if you get CM Punk back, I want to see him face Roman Reigns. I want to yeah, see that storyline. He doesn't have to win, but I don't want to wait until next WrestleMania. Dude. No, I, I agree. Into that, like, immediately, you know what I mean? I want to see next year WrestleMania uh, in Dallas. I want to see Roman Reigns, CM Punk. Because, bro, this is the first time. This is the first time I feel like and like it's that like the rumors actually feel like they got legs to him. You know what I mean? Because every That's other time I mean. he like comes out and, and shoots him down. This. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like with Punk, it's like it's got to be Punk Roman in the, main, in the main event of WrestleMania. But, bro, I need, I need, I need Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. I need it. And you know what? I wouldn't even be opposed to that. We were talking about on the episode one, that fake, that worked shoot, um, do it, bro, that worked shoot <laughs> AWK. I want to see Bobby Lashley and uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in a cage like that. People forget. Bobby Lashley fought in Bellator. People forget he used to train an American top team with John Jacek and Dustin Poirier and all these, uh, all these killers, man. Like, bro, he was a, he was a legit, uh, he was, he was really dedicated to MMA at one point. And I feel like if you throw Brock in there, I, I need him to work a little, they need you to think, work a little hard, bro. They need to work do a little you think stick. they could, uh, you think they could work an MMA fight? Yeah. But the only thing is, is people, well, with both of them, Brock and Bobby Lashley, people forget they're like 45. So yeah, uh, they're old as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Lashley looks like he's no older than like 35 and he's like pushing 50. I actually want to say he's like 47 or some shit. Like it's crazy uh, with, with them too. Cause they, they look way are, they're like just absolutely superhuman people. So I would love to see Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. And then, uh, no, those uh, CM Punk would fall in a Oh yeah. I mean, and then like, like, you like, could fill out the card. However else, you know what I mean? Like Becky Lynch, yeah, I assume will be back. 
I wouldn't mind seeing because like that was another thing uh, of Money in the Bank. I was expecting uh, Becky Lynch to come back, but like I was a little surprised about that too. Yeah, because kinda... she she was like she was teasing it on Twitter and stuff. Uh, yeah, I seen that. But at this point, man, there's so many comebacks. I feel like I, I wouldn't mind seeing her just like wait till like the next Royal Rumble and come back. Just just wait. Like why why rush it? I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if she does that anyway. I mean, she hasn't yeah. really rushed back at this point, so why not, you know? Yeah. All it's right, not like time... that family has, like, you know, oh, yeah, well, income coming in. I was going to say, yes. I mean, they're both making six figures easily. More than exactly. that, seven figures. They're probably making seven figures with WWE, like Just Seth so, Rollins like, and, can, and her. She can take a little vacation if she wants to. She, yeah. You know, you know, she's getting, like, she's on the ice cream bar. She's on, like, the, the, the app store games and shit like that like she's yeah. getting her money it don't matter she can stay as long as she wants yeah all right uh time for the last segment we're gonna go uh the debate slash draft topic so we're gonna go snake draft uh so yeah we'll just go just regular draft back and forth but mm-hmm. obviously can't use the same ones uh it is the top five sports video games of all time and bro i was like kind of thinking i was like sitting back because i could think of these off the top of my head like i'm just because like i only even play sports games like bro i don't even play none of that call of duty i don't play none of that stuff uh except fortnite because uh fortnite yeah fortnite no, no. <laughs> yeah fortnite i know yeah i i was it's just thinking game. there's there's so many great uh sports games but at the same time there's also so many that are just terrible uh you want first there pick? Are, I'd argue there's more worst sports oh, games. Oh, easily. Better ones. I mean, automatically, like Madden, the last 10 years has been like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to go on like a little tidbit there or not a little tangent, but I've seen the franchise trailer for Madden 23 or Madden 22. Are they on 22? Are they on 23? I think they're on 22. Yeah. 22. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm thinking 23. Yeah, on 22. But, uh, I seen like the little franchise thing. It looks like they're at least getting a little better. I'm probably gonna waste my money again and buy it, but yeah, I'm, I like Madden my whole thing with Madden. Gets the slander. Yeah, Madden franchise has been the same. Like literally, it was the same setup and shit like back to back years. Like they just didn't even change anything. So uh, it's just so annoying. Uh, but that's another that's another uh, topic for another day because we could talk shit on Madden for like probably oh, two hours. That could be a separate me, podcast. What- yeah, once the game comes out, I'm sure we made exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> you want a uh, first pick? Yeah, yeah, Alrighty. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have mine in a top five order. I'm going from five to one. Okay. But I do have one honorable mention that I felt can't be left off the list. And that's my honorable mention is Pong. It's the first sport game, <laughs> first real like game. All right. I feel like you can't have a top five sport. And that's just that's just the one where it's just it's just the ball coming back and forth, right? You got to get it past yeah, the other. It's like, yeah, it's paddle. like yeah. ping pong tennis thing. It's it's technically the first sports game. I feel like we can't leave it off the list. However, don't have that much experience with pong, so it's not on <laughs> my list. Fair enough. So for my number five <clears throat> of my uh top five my personal top five video games of all time i have punch out for the the nintendo wii not mike tyson which is also a classic but the nintendo wii punch out i remember you know i remember buying a used copy from gamestop back when like nintendo games you could buy a used copy for cheap nowadays you can't buy a used nintendo game for 10 bucks 
Yeah, yeah, they're nuts. But got Punch Out Wii, went home, and boy, did I have myself time. Punch Out Wii is they literally just took like all of the great parts of the first like Mike Tyson Punch Out. I mean, besides Mike Tyson, upgrade it. I felt like it worked perfect on the Nintendo yeah. Wii, and I just remember having an absolute great time beating the shit out of Glass Joe all the time with my boy <laughs> Lil Mac, who is also, you know, my main in Smash Brothers. So my love for this game has, you know, continued on to my future, uh, you know, my future self. But Punch Out Wii, I don't know if you've ever played it, Joe. Yeah, I think I, I think we had it. Because you could you could play awesome. with, the, with the Wii remote, and then you had the nunchuck and mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, the nunchuck, one of the most versatile uh, um, adaptions to like any game system of all time. That shit is undefeated. And plus, this is unrelated because I wouldn't necessarily consider this a sports game. But Mario Kart, if you play it with the wheel and not the nunchuck, you're crazy. Like that's I just- think anyone who plays without the controller is nuts. Well, you I mean, mean like the, you mean the wheel? No, no, no. Oh, no, no you just play with the about, controller. I'm just talking about with a controller in my hand. Like I'm plugging a GameCube controller. I'm on my Switch. I'm using a Pro Controller. Oh, like I'm a, using controllers. Yeah. I'm using the control. I don't need this gimmick gaming. I just see. Want I liked it with the nunchuck, and I just want to sit here. I liked it with the nunchuck because you could like use the joystick to like move, and then like it was just that. I don't know. It was perfect for me. But for me, um, <laughs> I'm, I'll go and I'll, I'm gonna actually go in um in the same order as you, uh, and with going from five to one. So my number five is gonna be uh, Tony Hawk's Underground for the Ooh. PlayStation Two. Uh, look. My uh, my older brothers skateboarders and stuff, so we had all the Tony Hawk games and the PlayStation Two, one of the most underrated uh, gaming systems of all time. But I like this one because like the other one, like the pro skaters, seemed more just like oh, uh, like it was based around like the actual just like screwing around riding skateboard da, 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 da. not saying that underground wasn't but like the store there was like an actual like full-blown like detailed story mode and also i was just like kind of reading about it while i was like putting my list together and i was like damn like some of these names like they i unlocked a memory in my in my head bob burnquist chad muska obviously tony hawk himself <laughs> but one of the main antagonists of the story mode is bam margera like yeah, bam margera is a dick of course he's the yeah. antagonist so i had to put that one down because like uh, i just remember always screwing around on that and that was also one of them games where uh uh was like for um tony hawk's underground where if like you did a trick and you and you missed and landed it would have like a blood splat on the on the mm-hmm. screen and like it was gta or some shit but underrated skateboarding games in general like skate also like uh, those are on those oh games oh on- oh trust me we'll be talking more skateboarding games <laughs> as we go further in my list because trust me it's not the last time we'll talk about skateboarding games i mean great pick joe you like i said we're gonna talk a little more but uh i think skateboarding games are like their own genre of sports game and Fair i think they've had, so, nothing there's a lot but, of they've had nothing but hits i think they're all just bangers if it's a sport if it's a skateboarding video game it's just a great video game that's it I, you didn't tell a lie but uh for my number four on my list i'm going to the nba and i'm going to nba 2k 11 yeah. with michael jordan on the cover i think it's overall the best nba game i think the be a pro was good I think the soundtrack was fantastic. It was. The gameplay was awesome. They had the Michael Jordan mode where, like, you'd go and play all of his legendary moments and you would unlock, like, different Jordans for whatever, like, moment you did. You could do a be a pro as Michael Jordan after, like, after you did all the challenges. It was like, all right, cool. You can just be Michael Jordan now. You can play a whole career as Michael Jordan now. And, I mean, I think that NBA 2K11, just for someone like me who doesn't really like playing, you know, uh, 
my team or anything like that. Like, I like dabbling in it, but it's not my favorite game mode. I like kind of just, you know, messing around and playing basketball when I play 2K. I thought that uh, I thought 2K11 was just the best for it. Yeah, I, uh, out of all the games that I had, like, written down for this, uh, NBA 2K11 was on there for me as well. Soundtrack is undefeated. Uh, just everything, gameplay, all the game modes, like, just a perfect sports video game. Like, out of all the four major sports, that's, like, yeah. out of their all respective video games, that's at least top three, top two, maybe the best one. I, I think it might be the best one. I yeah, don't like, think I don't very, think you can get very... much better than 2K11. You really can't. Oh yeah, no, you can't. The, definitely uh, the best NBA. Game. You remember when you could play the uh, celebrity like games? Yes, the they pickup. Like, uh, it was Snoop Dogg Snoop and Dogg. Uh, wasn't Kid Cudi in it? Because I know you have the I one song so. was in there. He had a uh, who? Uh, yeah, they had some crazy ass uh, celebrities in there. Didn't wasn't Bow Wow? Bow Wow was definitely Bow Wow was definitely on there. Yeah, two K eleven man. Hold on, I'm, the, I'm, uh, I've got it up right now. Uh, they had the, uh, the Mountain Dew like slam dunk thing that I could never figure out. I put Kobe on the Sixers. I had the PSP version, Joe. Like, I had on the PS3, and I also had the P- on the PSP. So I was just always playing 2K11, and, man, I would just, like, put Kobe on the Sixers. I had, like, Dwight Howard on the Sixers. I would pretty much just make them loaded. And, man, <laughs> I had some fun on 2K11. So I don't know if this is the if this is an accurate list or not, but I definitely know there's some of these games on there. I remember them being on there. Uh, Chris Brown. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty positive. Bow Wow. Yeah. Um, um, was I think it was uh, what's his name? Um, JB Smooth was definitely on there. Um, and 2K13. Yeah, right. were 100% correct. <clears throat> Chameleonaire was on there. Uh, Riding Dirty. I think he's Riding Dirty. Uh, and then Justin Bieber was on the 2K13 celebrity roster. But uh, I can't, I can't find like an actual. Um, you can't find like a real find, like, like the list actual. Of them. It was they the blacktop. NBA black yeah, top. it was the blacktop. Yeah, Drake was definitely on there. Um, yeah, Drake was in there. Yep, that is an un, is a per, the perfect basketball game is NBA two K eleven. I I really do think so, and I think like I think two thousand eleven is also one of those years where you had um a nice little in between of like old stars like kind of yeah. getting phased out and like some like new young stars who now we know is like you know all time greats at this point. Yeah, so like I feel like if you were to throw in two K eleven right now you'd probably go through that game, look through the roster and be like, damn, like it's crazy. And I don't know. I haven't played 2k 11 in a, a little bit. I might have to, I might have to throw it back in because 2k 11 <laughs> is a fantastic game. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and then like, you know, I think that that's easily the best NBA game uh, for my next pick. I think this is the best Madden of all time, the best football game of all time. Uh, well, maybe not best football game of all time, but this is, in my opinion, the best Madden of all time. And this okay. was the last year. This was one of the last years that Madden actually put out a good game. Um, and Madden 07. It's got to be on there. Sean Ooh. Alexander on the cover. Uh, you had create a fan, create a team, create a stadium, all that stuff. The franchise mode was awesome. Uh, everything. Everything about this game. The game, and But the, the most important thing that made Madden 07 stick out um, above all the other Maddens of all time was just the gameplay was so much fun. Like it was the perfect gameplay for for Madden. Like it it didn't didn't get any better than that. It never it never eclipsed that. It was so much fun to just go in and actually play the game. Cause like me when I'm playing franchise mode, there's sometimes, especially now in these new Maddens, I'm not playing every single regular season game. I might like super sim it and then hop in if I'm losing or something like that and do that. But Madden 07, bro, I'm playing every single game. I'm I'm working on a franchise for for a month 
and I'm, I'm, I'm acting like I'm the actual general manager at this time. I mean, Mad Nose 7 came out. I mean, what is it? It always comes out the, the year before, right? So Mad Nose yeah. 7 would come out in, Matt in, in 2006, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It came uh, out in yeah, August yeah. 2006. It would come out so, like early. Yeah. So, bro, I'm like seven, eight years old, and I was just going to town. I was acting like I was ringing Don Shula. Like, are you kidding me? I was going hard. That's the best Madden game of all time. Madden 07 is the uh, fourth on my list. Man, great pick. Love the pick. 100%. You're one year off for me. I like Madden 08 better. <sighs> Crazy. I think Madden 08 is like on the cover. slightly better game. Yeah. Damn. I oh, wonder no, if I Madden could sit 08. here and. I wonder if I could sit here and rattle off all of the cover athletes for, for Madden from 2007 yeah, on. Yeah, you want to try? <laughs> but the, the one that's stumping me would be 2009. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, yeah. So yeah. it would go Sean Alexander, Vince Young, Brett Favre. 2010, I want to say, was the year that they had Larry Fitzgerald yeah, on the cover along with uh, there was a Steelers right, asshole, player. Let's keep it going, then. All right. Two, two, uh, 2011, and then Madden 11, uh, um, Chris Johnson. Nope. Now, who was it? It was Drew Brees. Ah, that's right. So uh, you already failed. So. Yeah, I already failed on that. <laughs> I can't already think fucked of them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I could keep going on. I know like Madden 25 had like Barry Sanders on the front. Who was 12? I don't want to like. I think Madden 25 came out in 2012. It was, yes, it was Madden 25. And it was, yes, you're right. You're right. Because then Madden 13 was uh, Wait, no. the Brown. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. We're, we're a year. Uh, we're, we got a mix. Peyton Hillis, I think, because which is just the most obscure cover athlete. Of all time. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta look up Madden. Yeah, Madden 12 was Peyton Hills on the front cover. That's so weird. And then yeah, next year was Madden. 13 was 25. Was 25, yeah. Oh, but either way, that was uh that was funny. That's that's a conversation for another time. The fact that most random cover athlete of any sports team of all time being Peyton Hillis, a guy that didn't he rushed for like eleven hundred yards that year, had like four hundred receiving yards. I literally was I looked up his stats like a month ago, so I like remember this. Uh, and then every other year, I don't think he had more than like 300 rushing yards. Like he just had yeah, one no. crazy year, and then that was it. Um, that was when the Browns were just like that bad, and their fan base just needed anything. So they oh just, yeah, they all just came together and like we're gonna because it was a fan vote. That like, so was uh, was Madden 08 uh, your your third pick? Uh, Madden 08 not my third pick okay, actually. Right. Madden 08, great game, but I don't. Madden doesn't deserve to be on my list. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fair enough. Uh. My third game is we're getting back into the skateboarding games. It's Skate 3. Okay. It was a hard one between Skate 3 and Skate 2 because I think I'd argue probably played uh, Skate 2 more. I remember uh, Rob Dyrdek was in there with, uh, you know, Christopher Big Black, Wiccan, RIP. <laughs> you could hire him as your uh, bodyguard. You, I actually had a glitch where, or like a cheat code where I used Big Black to skateboard. That's awesome. So skate 2, awesome game. But Skate 3, I just made it a little better, you know, uh, Jason Earl from My Name's or Jason Lee from My Name's Earl was like the main kind of guy who led the say, story mode. Isn't Just Jason like, Earl's uh, Hannah Montana's brother? Uh, the actor no, Jason Mont- Earl is yeah. No, and Jason also, Lee from My Name is Earl, and also uh, uh, Dave from Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> you know, yeah. I gotta say real quick though. One thing that that just struck me when I'm thinking of because what console did you have Skate uh, Skate Two on? I had them both on the PlayStation 3. Okay, so PlayStation 3, I feel like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2, uh, those games, for whatever reason, all games, I feel like, were like an art that no games, I feel like, use nowadays, but like the ability to go in and put a cheat code and get like some random like cool shit in it. 
That's what I mean. No one does cheat no codes. No one does anymore. that anymore. Like, cheat codes are cool. Cheat, cheat codes, codes are, are fun. Cool. When I'm able when I'm able to be Christopher Big Black Boyhand, I'm skating around, like that's awesome. Yes. hundred percent. Skate three. Skate three, I remember like it had this like little thing where you'd make your own brands, so, like you'd have your own skateboarding brand that you had to like go around and I guess kinda like make skateboarding friends like you had to go like hang out with like Danny Way and Rob Deerdeck and like uh <laughs> All these like Paul Rodriguez and oh people like that, but um, and it was just awesome. Like you'd be, it was like an open worlded. I think there was a college campus that you could skateboard through. Of course, a uh, Hall of Meat, I think, is one of the arguably the best game modes of all time. Where it was just you'd skateboard off a ramp and you try to get as messed up as you could from falling, and that was the and pretty much the entire game mode. It was yeah. incredibly violent. I think kind I had of skate hurt to two. watch. They hadn't skate two as well, but like, I don't know. Skate three, I think was just like, kind of like they took everything from skate two. That was awesome. It has made it slightly better. Skate three, I think is a top three video game of all time. And they're making a skate four. Oh, Can't wait are. to get it. Can't wait I to get it. They that. made an announcement about it a couple days ago. Yeah. I, I, I think I had the game that I played the most with skate two. And I think I had it for the Xbox 360. Uh, also fantastic game. Oh yeah um but i agree like skateboarding games undefeated doesn't matter you don't even have to be a skateboarding type of cat like they're just fun like that's all it is uh but for my next pick uh i think this is probably the steal of the draft so far uh and i hate to do it to you because i it's got to be on your list it might not because i don't know how much you played the gamecube but i'm going nfl street 2 nfl street Ooh. specifically the second one because now this on my is list the one, but a great one this is the one with uh with Jeremy Shockey on the front cover. Um, but they got him like just looking like a completely different race. Like, I mean, the whitest guy on the Giants at that time, they have him looking like uh like he's Latino or something on the front cover. It's crazy. But either way, uh, I liked that like the celebrity who was kind of behind like the soundtrack and everything was exhibit. Awesome. Uh and uh, yeah. Uh, there's is... nothing that beats this game. Like in terms of the like, gameplay was so much fun. You could do the style points and then you get your game breaker. And it's just like, it would like zoom in and on like, I, for some reason, the, the player that's sticking in my mind when I'm thinking the game breaker is Ray Lewis. Like they would zoom in on the, on yes, the face and yes, they'd be talking yes. shit. And, and then they would mm-hmm. go and like, if, if the defense got the game breaker, any tackle, you're popping a force fumble. The ball is like 12 feet up in the air. Uh, and then somehow, some way, whoever else is on the defense is jumping off the wall to one hand spin, grab it and take it back to the house for a touchdown. Like just crazy shit like that. Um, you got your, your turbo. They, uh, they would even put you in, uh, I think, what was it called? I had it written down. Oh yeah. 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 Um, when you get into God mode and you have like the unlimited turbo and you're just like, you, you'll you be on the one yard line and you're scoring a touchdown on the other side of the field in like two seconds flat, uh, undefeated or underrated, uh, sports game in general, but just like yeah. the most fun, like GameCube, uh, football game. Uh, I mean, the two football games I played the most on GameCube were, uh, or just in general, like when I was a young cat was, uh, NFL street two and Madden 07 just would just binge those even in like years after. So when I played NFL Street 2, I actually played the Xbox version. Okay. So my cousin gave me like his old Xbox. And what my cousin did, I guess like he had this weird, I guess almost like pirating software on his Xbox. Like back when like, I think, I don't know where he'd rent the games from. I guess Blockbuster, he would rent the game, go home, pretty much scan the disc and it would save on his console and then would just take the disc back. So when he gave me his Xbox, it just had a whole bunch of old games. 
and like i would bring this xbox like this is at the time where like ps3s and stuff were out so this is an older console right so i brought it with me to uh my place down the beach so i had something to play when like we were done with the beach and my parents were out doing something you know i was like a little kid nfl street 2 i had to have played that thing on that xbox so many times nfl street 2 is it was just off my list of games and it's amazing like if I had a six it was six nfl street and nba street were both games that like they were the absolute go-tos when you know just get off the beach maybe your parents are like hanging out with some friends or something like next door you know you just need to kill some time before smackdown comes on <laughs> i'm playing some nba street too you know yeah bro that's crazy and and like i said underrated soundtrack that was just like those I never played NBA Street, but uh, NFL Street was like uh, the most fun. Like especially like playing against like like me and my brother top on it. Mm, that shit was crazy. Uh, the only under the only thing that stunk was like the Redskins roster at the time was not uh, the greatest. They had like Clinton Portis and Santana Moss, I think. Or not, they might have had Santana Moss on the Jets at that point. I can't even remember. Uh, either way, it's besides the point. Uh, who who you got for your uh, for your next pick? So for number two, I would say arguably the best hockey game of all time it's definitely the best of recent years the nhl 14 okay for the xbox 360 it hurt not doing 13 because that was the one with claude Giroux on the cover have to go 14 with the old fart martin brodeur who <laughs> somehow made the cover when he was like 40 something and was literally about to leave like jersey the next year pretty much but uh nhl 14 i think was just the perfect hockey game it had the winter classic mode it was uh, the first year of, like, Hut and shit like that. Well, no, I don't know if it was the first year exactly, but, like, they at least started, like, you know, getting up and moving. Hut was, like, a thing that people played at that point. The Bia Pro was good. The franchise was good. And I just think the gameplay was awesome. At that point, they kind of, like, were able to successfully make the best game they could for the Xbox 360. Like, for the software they were on, or I guess the hardware they were on, you couldn't get a better hockey game. And I don't think that any game has achieved the pinnacle of, like, console performance that NHL 14 did. NHL 14, you can't get much better on Xbox 360. And I think it still holds up as one of the, if not the best, hockey game of all time. NHL 14 is just phenomenal, dude. Yeah, I I don't think I had 14. I think I had I think I had the ones – because I, I know I had, them, I had, like, a bunch of them for PS2, but for – ps4 i think i had nhl like 16 or something which is fun mm-hmm. um but my favorite hockey game of all time was uh nhl 2004 there was the one when um yager was oh, on the yeah. caps yager's on the caps it was so much fun and i just would like play franchise mode and trade like i forget i had yager and uh, obviously that's the era of uh Oli, the goalie olaf kolzig the goat um but yeah i would just like trade for all the best players and then put them on the capitals and then go like like 65 and 17 like from the whole season long that just reminded me uh i guess another nhl game that gets an honorable mention because uh, honestly i just forgot this game exists still right now dude i had nhl 07 with a uh, ovechkin with like the away winged screaming yeah. eagle jersey on i had it for the psp man and it was like the only hockey game they had on the psp and at that point i'm like i played it for years after it came out so like i'm you know, a little kid, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, and, you know, I'm hockey crazy, so I'm playing this game pretty much every car ride, and NHL 07 is easily, easily, easily 
the second best hockey <laughs> video game of all time, specifically on the PSP. The PSP was a goaded system, and NHL 07 is, I'm going to say, the greatest game on the PSP. <laughs> At least my favorite game on the PSP. Yeah, I never had a PSP. I was more of a uh, DS kind of guy. A, uh, what else? A Game Boy. Uh, mm-hmm. A Game Boy had a uh, uh, DS, and then I got the souped-up DS that came out, bro. We used to be wild on PictoChat. Come on now. You know, that nothing, was a wild place you know, to nothing be. About that. Either way, uh, my next pick, hmm. I got I got other games written down, man. I got some oddball ones on so here. So is this is this your uh, your two? This would be my two, yeah. So right. you so to recap, you uh, your honorable mention was Pong. You did Punch Out for the Wii, NBA Two K Eleven, Skate Three, NHL Fourteen, and then I have uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, Madden Seven, NFL Street Two, and you know what, man? Oh, this one's a no brainer. Uh, NCAA Football 06 for the PS2. Amazing game, amazing. It was an amazing, a perfect college football game. Uh, didn't get much better than that. I have two. I still have my PS2 in my closet, and I pull it out from time to time and play it. Uh, and the two games that I kept behind because I stored a couple of them away. The two for the longest time, I, I added a couple other games, but the two I kept was was NCAA Football 06 and NCAA Football 10. Um, NCAA Football 10. I know it had um, Brian Arakpo on the cover at the time. Well, he ended up getting drafted by. Uh, by the Redskins at the time. And he was on um, Texas. He was on, uh, he was a Texas Longhorn. And then for NCAA football 06, the, uh, the cover was Desmond Howard and he's hitting the Heisman pose, but <clears throat> there was so much cool stuff at the game. You, they had like, uh, they had like this game mode where you could play as the mascots and you'd play like one-on-one with the mascots and you do like drills with them. There was cheat codes in the game where it, which was awesome you could like do it and unlock it so that like the mascot would do like crazy shit uh and then there was other like shit in terms of like you would put the code in or maybe that's maybe that was 10 i can't remember but they had like rivalry mode so like every single rivalry that you could think of like the battle of the boot or like the battle of the gold i know the one between um notre dame and and USC was like the battle for the golden shillelagh or some shit. Like it was actually <laughs> like college hell? football rivalries or rivalries are literally called like some, like they all have like, yeah, some nutty ass like shit. That. Yeah. yeah. But it was so much fun. Like the gameplay was awesome and there's nothing more fun at the time. Like I would be, I would take control like Penn state or like Maryland who like weren't ranked. And then you just make them like, you just recruit, you get five-star recruits and then you're the number one team in the country. You're running the gauntlet. Uh, I would always, edit my schedule for uh for the road to glory mode <clears throat> as the coach i'd always edit my schedule and like at out even if i was like some like mid-major school i'd always add like the number one team in the country play that team and try to upset them even though like they were like so much better than even like regardless of what game uh difficulty like difficulty you had it on like uh it was just awesome to play there was always a entertaining game no matter what game mode whether you were mm. creating your player and having your player go through or being the coach and recruiting and all that a perfect college football game and I need it back. Like I need a, I need a souped up college football game for the PS4, like coming out soon. I need something like that. Well, I, they have one. They have a, they're going to make a NCAA. It's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but I know, but I I read something that's not like, bro, I need, I need them to get all the license licensing. I need them to go and get everything. And they're not going to have everybody. I I read something that they're not going to have everybody, but maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Uh, they need to have it. Like I need to be able to play as like Western Michigan and make oh, them the one. Oh, they don't play as Delaware. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
I want to <clears> play <throat> against Dell State. I want to be Delaware versus Dell State, you know? Yeah. The classic, the classic Delaware rivalry. That's what I'm saying. And like, it's a, it's the, uh, to me, it's the perfect college football. 06 was the perfect college football game. So like for this next one, they just need to have good gameplay and just like fun game modes. Like that's, that's all I'm asking for. Like Madden, for some reason, just like can't get that through their head. But whoever makes this, uh, this NCAA game, whether it's EA sports or whoever, they need to perfect it because the old college football games, especially 2006 was like, they were the, the most fun. Yeah, I, I don't really have that much uh, experience with the college football games, sadly. But because uh, I, like, I look back, I know, like, uh, I've seen videos of NCAA 14. That looks like a pretty fun game. Like, that looks crazy. I've seen Denard you play. Robinson's uh, on the cover, I believe. He was the quarterback at Michigan at the time. See, I, yeah, I have these, yes. I have, like, a photographic memory of, like, who was on the cover of these sports games because I used to just play them all the time. But, yeah, uh, the NCAA games, I'm definitely, uh, I'm really excited for the, I guess, It'll be PS5, I'd assume, yeah. like, new ones. But uh, I'm excited for them because, like, I watch people go and they do the recruiting and they do all the stuff. You can customize everything. It looks like such just a fun, like, single-player experience yeah. that I want Madden to have because, like, I don't feel like playing, you know, uh, Madden Ultimate Team and playing against, like, 13-year-olds who run, like, only Lamar Jackson and shit like that. Like, I don't – that's not fun to me. I'd yeah, rather no. play, you know, solo, you know – sit there, put a little Cowboys hat on and pretend I'm Mike McCarthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be able to do that with like NCAA. I want to, you know, sit down and think that I'm the head coach of Delaware. Just recruit this whole team and, you know, build the rankings. Like stuff like that's fun, man. Yeah, I know. So like, while I don't have experience with uh, NCAA 06, I can definitely understand why it would be so high. Cause like those games do look wildly fun. No, they definitely are. But right, uh, who, who you got for your top pick? My number one, and it's not even – I don't even think it's a debate. It's the best baseball game of all time, 100%. And that's Super Mario Super Sluggers for the Nintendo Wii. It is the greatest baseball game of all time, my favorite sports game of all time. I don't think that Nintendo has released a sports game better than the Super Mario Super Ah. Sluggers. It is a perfect game. So I'll say this because I had this written down on my list. I had another Mario sports game written down on my list that was not going to be my top pick, uh, and that is uh, Super Mario Strikers. That Which game is also fun. a great game. Also a great game. I don't think but it touches Sluggers Super is Sluggers, different. though. Nah, Super no. Super Sluggers is different. You know, you'd have a, you know, you throw Piranha Pete on them. You know, you throw Piranha Pete in the batter's box. Dingers. Didn't matter. Same with Funky Kong. Same with oh Bowser. Same with Donkey Kong. They were absolute home run hitters. They were power swingers. You know, you had your role players like your Mario's, your Koopa Troopas, you had your Goombas, all that nonsense. But then the best, I'm like, you know, when people argue like, oh, what's the best, you know, video game sports character of all time? You know, people yeah. always like argue, you know, is it Mike Tyson from Punch Out? Like stuff like that. Is it a uh, the dude who's the guy from uh backyard baseball they all pablo sanchez like the, pablo sanchez is it pablo sanchez no yeah. if you go into a game with toadsworth on the mound you're know, winning man. easily it might be a one nothing game but you're winning that game toadsworth threw a slow ball he's the only pitcher who's ever thrown a slow ball he would <laughs> kill like two miles an hour and for some reason it was the hardest thing to time i would play it against my sister my my boy that lives next door my cousins like every time i'd play people i was using toes worth and i was throwing those you know two mile an hour little balls 
and you <laughs> cannot, for the life of you, like aim them. You cannot hit them. Nah. It, it became a part that, like, if you pick Toadsworth, people would get pissed at you. Like, dude, like I want to yeah. play this game. I don't feel like having this frustration. He was the best pitcher in the game. Now I have a, I have like the, uh, I just looked up Super Mario uh, Sluggers on online, and it, there's a wiki for it, like a Mario wiki, and I'm looking at the the team captains because like you know you can pick your captains or whatever. And it's funny because for every captain, they have like a little like saying for him. So for Mario, yeah. a, a five tool player who can hit, run and pitch. And it says the same thing for Luigi. So it's like Mario, uh, Mario is Mike Trout and Luigi is Mookie Betts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty Peach, much. A slap hitter who can pitch the lights out. But for Bowser Jr., it says a pitcher with great ball and back control. So I guess they're both like on some Otani type of time. Um, <laughs> and then I'm trying to think who else. A Donkey Kong, a strong hitter who can also climb the walls. So, I mean, this guy is just Ken Griffey Jr. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then my my personal favorite, Waluigi. Charge swings, drop power, but increase hits. That's just not English, but either way, I mean, his swing and everything, I mean, the dude looked like Freddie Freeman. Like, he he was literally like, like I mean. <laughs> like Freddie Freeman. Yeah, and then like Wario. Good stamina and great contact zone. But my favorite part about Wario is everyone just assumes he's a catcher and he has to be. Why, why wouldn't he be? Yeah. He's yeah. Where of course he he's going to the ground already. He doesn't yeah. have to like really kneel. He just kind of stands there. Yeah, people sleep and... with Daisy though, man. Daisy had that golden glove. She had that platinum glove. That, man, that, that's what I'm like, saying. Super sluggers. He had all the, uh, I remember you could get all unlock all the Yoshi colors. Like you'd have all the Yoshis yep. on your team if you wanted all the Koopas, all the, um, I think they're all the shy guys were different colors too. Yeah. Like, Man, I unlocked every single character in that game. I played the story mode. I did everything you could do in that game. It not only is it like my favorite sports game of all time, it's up there for one of my favorite games of all time. Super Sluggers is awesome. Bro, I forgot they had so many other player or like playable characters in there. Like obviously they had like the the, the colored version of everyone, but like Oh my god, there, there was, was like fifty characters it felt like. There was Blooper, a ton of characters. Blooper the squid. Yeah. Uh, Montimo. Uh, the Wiggler, Shy Guy, Petey Piranha, uh, King Boo, but also regular Boo. My the best playable character in any Mario game of all time, Dry Bones. Uh, they had Hammer Bro, Magic Koopa, bro. They had everyone. I'm sure, they had the babies like Baby Luigi, Baby Mario. I'm sure they were yeah, they in there did. too. Tiny Kong, Funky Kong, and then the biggest villain of any game uh, franchise of all time, King K. Rule. Are you kidding me, bro? That's an underrated. This is unrelated to this topic, but uh. But uh, Donkey Kong, like for the N64, just a classic. Oh, yeah, one of the best games of all Undefeated time. Undefeated game of all time. I know I'm giving that title to a lot of games, but yeah, I know. Same. <laughs> there's a lot of best games out there. I can't lie. I know. Like every game, I'm like, dude, it's the best. It's the best one. There, there's no debate. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, there's a little bias there, but I mean, it's my opinion. Yeah. That's all that matters. Nah, so I was for my for my one pick for my my top pick. I was going back and forth of like, who could I pick? Uh, you know, there's a couple of came to mind, two of them being Super Mario Sluggers and uh, Mario Super or Super Mario Strikers or whatever it's called. Um, and then I was thinking, you know, Wii Sports maybe, you know, but then there was one glaring one that I, I just will never forget playing this game all the time. And I, and it, it was, uh, it's the most unique uh, game, sports game, I, I feel. Uh, and that would be Slugfest 2004. And you have to call it that way because when it, when it comes on, and it says Slugfest 2004. That's what they say right when it comes in. So <laughs> Slugfest 2004, just basically a standard MLB game, but it was like basically kind of like NFL Street. It was it was basically like if you took MLB The Show 
and then you added like gimmicks to each player that allowed them to be like uh in a way like nfl street like so you were playing like a regular baseball game but if you're a pitcher and you like and you strike out like three batters in a row or four batters in a row, your arm catches on fire and it gives you like one special pitch and the pitch is just going haywire. Like there's a 0% chance that you can hit it. Mm-hmm. So it's an automatic strike. So you get two strikes and then you throw your crazy pitch and it's a you know, strikeout. Another thing, same with, same with the hitter. Like if a hitter gets up and hits a home run, it'll like do the, you know, in like MLB, the show when if you hit a no doubt home run, it has like a little animation for it. Yeah, like there, it, it a, immediately goes into a pre. It shows like the different. Thing. Yeah, it's it, it, exactly. It it has the same thing for Slugfest. But when you hit your home run, your bat just catches on fire. And then another underrated thing, um, the announcers in it were literally just just they would say the funniest things. Like, uh, it would be between, it'd be like between innings, and it'd be like uh, advertising for like some fake news channel, and be like, oh. Uh, one child fell into the alligator pit at the local zoo or, and then like they would just go and banter back and forth mm-hmm. and just say stupid shit. Like it would just be, but it was like funny. And then the best part of the game, bro, you hit a single, you get on first base and they throw the ball to the first baseman and you're on and you're the runner on first. You can just clock them. You can just clock the first baseman. You can just <laughs> kick them and punch them and fight them and then take your next base. And you can just like fight. Like it's awesome. It was, a, yeah, it was the most awesome. unique game of all time. I had it for the PS2. Um, and like it, it was, it was cool because like that was a weird era in baseball where like now looking back, like a lot of those players are like cool shit. Like Vlad Guerrero mm. was on the like the Expos were in this game. Uh, Jim Edmonds was on the cover. He was uh he was on the Cardinals at the time. Then they had like pool holes and all, like bro, it was it was like a great it was a great game. And there was so much like uh, just weird shit that you could do that made it like ten times better than it already was. But it was my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite, like, kind of gimmick sports game. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds a lot like uh, like the NHL, like, hits game. I remember playing that. Like, uh, yeah, it was kind of like the same thing. It was like, it was essentially, you know, remember hockey, they had NFL Blitz. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it was in the same it was uh, like that realm kinda, of that. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was like that kind of game. But, like, in terms of just like hopping on and like being able to just basically bullshit and do whatever, like, that was so much. It was like such a fun game because, like, you could hit a single, and next thing you know, it turns into a double because you just hit the first baseman with a one-two, you know, combo, and he just drops the ball, so you just take your next base. It was so much fun. Uh, PS2, man, just great, great, great roster of games. Oh my god, they, yeah, like pretty much all the good sports games came out for like PS2, Xbox, yeah, GameCube, all that era. So final list, uh, you had your honorable mention was Pong, uh, and yes, then you had of course. Punch Out for the Wii, uh, NBA 2K11. Uh, Skate 3, NHL 14, and Super Mario Sluggers. I had Tony Hawk's Underground, Madden 07, NFL Street 2, NCAA Football 2006, and Slugfest 2004. Uh, bro, those are both solid lists. Like, those are both great yeah. lists. I think there's all all 10 of them are fantastic games. Yeah, man, shit. I, sports games, like, uh, I mean, they like, don't obviously, hit the way they used to. Yeah, they don't. They definitely don't. But, like, I just got the show for ps5 and i'm having a good time with it you know like i'm doing my little i was telling you uh before the podcast do my little marsh october i like to start off every year and i'm having a good little time got my diamond dynasty team got a couple diamonds you know it, it just doesn't hit the same way it used to man yeah no nah, they definitely don't but like now it's it's awesome because like i still have like all my old games and stuff i don't have my gamecube or anything anymore but like i wish i did because if i could go back and like play super mario strikers and super mario sluggers and all that uh and 
like I, I can I can go on and play NCAA 06 or or you know Slugfest or whatever, but bro, I can't play Street. I can't play you know those other games that I had for the GameCube. Uh, but bro, just video games in general. Back like as a kid, they just hit so much different. They really did. Like video games, just during that era, they're just done. I don't know. They're done a different way. No, nah, definitely. But uh, alrighty, I think that's uh, that's that's all we got for this episode, the Donovan McNabb episode, the number the five. Donovan McNabb, the Joe Flacco. Yeah, the Joe Flacco. Uh, I feel like any, it has to be any, the Joe uh, Flacco due to our uh, alma mater. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> gotta gotta be the Joe Flacco episode. Any uh, any last words? Uh, no, I mean just letting everyone know I sprained my ankle yesterday, so. You know, this is kind of like my Jordan flu game. It's my sprained ankle game. It's my sprained ankle podcast. So yeah, y'all can't see it on the Zoom, but right now he's got his leg in a gurney, uh, elevated um, with like several ice packs. Yeah, exactly. I look like oh a notorious one. Uh. Uh, all right. Well, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week.